0: This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements, surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule, verified by rigorous independent testing. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash Biotics Research. That's drhoffman.com slash Biotics Research for Biomega Fish Oil. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Starting off a new month. Uh, just like when the year starts, you know it's hard for me to write the new year. It's been hard for me to write three uh-huh. dash whatever day it is, yes. you know, on my um, uh, patient histories and follow-up visits. So uh, here we be. Uh, we are, you know, one constant. Uh, amid the lockdown. And we continue broadcasting. We continue sharing, uh, hopefully, useful information in response to your questions. Questions come to us via radio program at AOL.com. And my sidekick, Layla, informs me that we have a lot of questions in the mailbox today. So we'll get to them, to as many of them as possible. Uh, But before we do that, uh, I want to Uh, Discourse a little bit on a question That I got from a family member Uh, He is uh, a young man Who actually has a a background in uh, Food science
1: Oh, nice And he's
0: not at clinical nutritionist He actually got into the food business Uh So he knows a lot about You know uh, Various uh, processes uh, for, you know, making food and, you know, he knows about the supermarket business and he knows about, yeah. uh, he studied food technology.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, uh, but it on my advice, uh, he was complaining of some gastrointestinal symptoms and uh, I told him to get off wheat and gluten. And since purveying that advice, he's been a lot better. Oh. It's a lot of you know gas, bloating, stomach rumbling. Yeah, Uh, a lot of that has been better. However, he does not have celiac disease. Okay, he determined he has actually had no signs Mm -hmm. uh, serologically on blood tests. Mm -hmm. You know the traditional blood tests that diagnose celiac disease. So he has something called uh, NCGS, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, which it seems a lot of people have, and it's not diagnosable with conventional blood tests. Mm Uh, or any test, it's mm-hmm. it's diagnosable via try it. Mm-hmm. You'll like it. You know, yeah. see, try to do a trial of elimination and see if you do better, and a lot of people do. So, uh, what he came across uh, some advertisements for uh, some of those supplements that are the uh, that purport to be gluten tolerizing supplements, and uh, they're like
1: enzymes.
0: Yeah. And, and they have uh, names. Uh, like, um, let's see what we have here. Uh, CVS makes glutinate fast-acting capsules, and they which they say are specially formulated for individuals who feel unwell after eating wheat or grain. Uh, and actually, some of our nutritional uh, companies make these products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what uh, I said to him is I said, you know, you can try them, you know, it's sort of like eat your cake and have it. Yes. You know, it's like, and it, it is along the lines of lactate. Yes. Right? You know, for where, gluten. It, for gluten. And they, it lack, but see, the thing with lactate is it's a very specific enzyme. Yes. That people lack. And lactate provides that. Mm-hmm. So Lactase. it's actually mimics the body's physiology to help break down, uh, uh, lactose, mm-hmm. into which is a disaccharide. It cleaves them into two sugar molecules, uh, which are uh, glucose and galactose. Yeah. And then you don't have the gas and indigestion symptoms. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, in a way analogous to that, it is purported that these things help. Now, a lot of the, the criticism of these things uh, is around the proposition that if you have true celiac disease... This is not a fix. Absolutely not. And they're actually working, uh, the holy grail of celiac disease research is to come up with a way to cure it mm. with a medication or, you know, some sort of fix. Yes. That And they're working on it. And maybe that's attainable and maybe not. Maybe it's going to really be essential for people to stay away from gluten. Uh, gluten works differently than lactose to bother people mm-hmm. it works it, it, it basically attacks the immune system yeah. whereas the people with lactose they just get um, you know it's like they had too much uh, of a indigestible right. carbohydrate
1: right and then the crampy bloating diarrhea thing that
0: happens So mm-hmm. most of these products uh, have things like amylase prote- protease and something called uh, DPPIV. Which is not intravenous it's uh it's the iv is the roman numeral four dpp4 uh dipeptidyl peptidase four and peptidase actually it breaks up a protein so it's a it's a proteolytic enzyme
1: because gluten is a 33 peptide molecule okay it's probably what that is directed toward most humans don't have the enzymes to break down. Right, that's why so many people have trouble.
0: Yeah. So eating gluten. So, yeah. however, uh, what they say is that um, mostly these don't work. Yeah. Um, and they certainly don't break down the part of gluten that creates an immune response. So, absolutely, it's a um, it, it's a, an attractive nuisance totally. for people who have true celiac disease. Yeah. They, they should be warned off that. And mm-hmm. most of the uh, gluten support groups vigorously oppose the use of these mm-hmm. at this time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the commercial over-the-counter products. Right. Uh, and again, they may be working on something. They may make breakthroughs in the future, but this ain't it. Um, there is a study in 2018. I looked at it, and it says that this pro- some of these products actually improve symptoms in people with NCGS non-celiac gluten sensitivity mm. uh, however i looked at it and it is uh sponsored and underwritten by a company that makes this thing uh a japanese company japanese uh, are good at making uh enzymes and you know these kind of products dipeptidyl peptidase 4 mm-hmm. and they you know which is the secret sauce in these products so it's sa- it says it somewhat works um you know, I guess it's worth a try, yeah. but keep in mind that uh, if you truly have celiac disease...
1: If you have celiac disease, it's not, it's a no, there's no fix for celiac disease right. except the complete and total elimination of gluten. That is the only antidote.
0: Yes, and sometimes requires more sometimes it requires a more radical diet to heal the gastrointestinal tract. Yes. Because these people have had uh, long-standing damage to their gastrointestinal right. tract. They may have a post-celiac syndrome, and we've seen yeah. a fair number of these people where You've we have to that. put them on a very, like a specific carbohydrate diet. Yes, mm-hmm. so it
1: could heal. Yep. Now, the other very interesting thing about NCGS, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, is much of gluten sensitivity. We're seeing more and more of it. It could be, yeah, it's diagnosed more often, but the other reason could be uh, the use of Roundup.
0: Glyphosate, yeah. Glyphosate. On wheat.
1: On wheat, exactly. Right. And that glyphosate mm-hmm. could be causing...
0: Which could damage the intestinal lining, but That's also... The microvilli for, and
1: it, everything.
0: It know? might also uh, alter the microbiome. Yes. Because it is, uh, it you know, it's a anti... Uh, it's a pesticide, uh, actually your herbicide, herbicide yeah. but it, it may work on something called the shikimate pathway, which is also a metabolic What's that word again. Shikimate. Shikimate. S H I K I M A T E. Do I win the spelling bee?
1: Yes. Yay. Okay. <laughs> now use it in a sentence. Right. <laughs> I did. I did.
0: I did. I did. Uh, so that pathway is uh, not present in vertebrates. So it, it doesn't you know harm or kill you, but mm-hmm. it may kill the bacteria in your gastrointestinal tract or yeah. suppress them or alter them in some way.
1: Now, the trouble with glyphosate, a.k.a. Roundup, is they're not just using this on wheat. They're using this in potatoes for decades. Mm-hmm. It's a desiccant yeah. for potatoes. Yeah. It makes the harvest easier. It dries right. things out, makes right. it easier yeah. to grab and it's using on, on a bunch of other crops as well. Right. So it's not just about the wheat you're eating because it was treated with glyphosate. It could be everything that you're eating. And it, it suppresses
0: rot. It. it suppresses rot yeah. because it's base. it's sort of an, an it's antimicrobial. Like the shelf life it's thing. an antimicrobial. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, uh, actually I'm doing a whole thing on, uh, the Monsanto lead file or the Monsanto letters or something like that, wow. uh, but with Kerry Gillum uh, in a future podcast in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk more about glyphosate and the cover-up around that. And the cover-up is right. Yep. Uh, okay. So um, yeah. So imagine if there was a pandemic No, like what? What
1: might that be like?
0: Well, imagine this is a thought experiment. Imagine if there was a pandemic and it killed not just thousands of people, but if it killed millions of people every year, uh, tens of thousands of people per week uh, would die of this pandemic. And Congress appropriated money, not just a few million, not just a few billion, but literally trillions of dollars to stem this terrible pandemic. And in truth, we have a pandemic that is far more serious than the pandemic that, that we confront, COVID-19. that is called COVID-19. We have a pandemic of degenerative disease in this country. Imagine yes. what $1.9 trillion of appropriations could do wow. to, to really put a dent in premature death in this country, mm. I mean, just a little thought experiment. I'm just putting it out there. I, it's a rhetorical point.
1: It would depend on what they what they use that funds those oh, well, funds for. Exactly Not for, for pharmaceuticals for
0: education. Yeah, a lot of education. A lot. a lot of re-examining our food culture. Yes, a lot of
1: our food systems
0: reimagining. Uh, that's a big word these re-imagining, days. Yes. Reimagining. Reimagining uh, uh, some defunding. Yeah. Some defunding some of the you know some of the uh, uh, the
1: subsidies that right. for certain crops like corn and soy and some of the and who knows what
0: some of the criminal enterprises that undermine Americans' health. Yes. You know that would be I think that'd be a very worthwhile initiative. I and think so. I might get behind that 1.9 trillion dollars. I don't know. That
1: would be great. Right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know. But it so just just a rhetorical point.
1: That's a great wow.
0: <laughs> okay. That's that's your. Maybe that's, that's a topic for a book. That, well, how about a topic for, uh, at, at the very least, your next uh, article for the newsletter? There you go. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah.
1: Next article for the... Yes. Right. Oh, this, 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 this. Yeah.
0: But think of what yeah. could be accomplished. That's a lot. You know, mm-hmm. that ain't hay. It's <laughs> and not hay. Not hay treated with With, a, ver, with a very... <laughs> with a desiccant. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's get to questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Let's see what we got.
1: This is from Kathy, my 72 year old brother is going to see a doctor in a couple of weeks. He went through a Roto-Rooter operation two years ago, urinary problems.
0: Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away go troubles down the drain. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Roto-Rooter. That's very good, okay. Uh, We do jingles here too, okay. Since that time, he's been exhausted, sleeping 12 hour days. He was borderline diabetic has neuropathy, and I'm thinking maybe it's PAD, peripheral arterial.
0: Mm, okay, that's a good thought.
1: He doesn't get exercise as his feet always hurt. Okay, so
0: that would be he better. may have yeah. neuropathy uh, yeah. due to the diabetes.
1: So Kathy wants to know, can you recommend specific blood tests for him?
0: Okay, wait a minute. Blood tests? Okay, yeah, I, see, I there's a, ha- a, a point, you know, is yeah. that this is a pretty sick guy with advanced disease. Yeah. And so uh, it's... I think a little bit trivializing this forum to say that we're going to fix this guy with a, a list of supplements that we're going to give you. Yeah. But nice try. Uh, this, you know, this, uh, I don't know, it's a little.
1: Uh, they want to know what blood tests. Right. You know, it's like, That's a consult. That's a consult. Uh,
0: but, you know, clearly uh, this guy is in trouble. Uh, you know prostate disease, benign prostatic hypertrophy uh, might go along with metabolic syndrome. It's yeah. known that uh, prostate cancer is associated with obesity. Yeah. This is not prostate cancer. This is just an enlargement of the prostate that is mm-hmm. kind of normal for men to get enlarged prostates regardless of their superb diets. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it also may be associated, there may be uh, testosterone may be something to look at there too, because in diabetics who are obese and tired all the time, um, the and especially too. if you when you undergo procedures, sometimes that can kind of lower your testosterone. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. but you know, mm-hmm. but you know, I, the point of reading that is, um, I think, uh, I think people w- want to present their medical problems in detail and then have us on the air tell them what to do. And it's better to have a more focused question sure. than a, you know, Humpty Dumpty sat yeah. on a wall kind of question. Right. Um, right. That mm-hmm. You know, that all the king's horses and all the king's men and yeah. Layla and Dr. Hoffman may not be able to put you together again on with a... <laughs> with, <laughs> Look at that. I'm on a roll. Oh, you're on a roll. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's like... Jingles here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, your brother needs a consult, but thank you so much for this very could, thoughtful could question. Could could benefit
0: from a definite an integrative oh, medicine yeah, approach. Yeah,
1: because it's a very thoughtful question in that there are many other people out there who are listening to this pro- podcast and may think, "Hey, let, wow, I'm having this problem let, with that problem." Let's
0: narrow it down to neuropathy. Let's yeah. you know just neuropathy. Let's talk
1: neuropathy. Uh,
0: diabetic neuropathy because he is diabetic. So what are we talking? You know, we're talking about. Um, Acetyl L-carnitine. Uh, we're talking about
1: Alpha, alpha-lipoic, acid. alpha-lipoic
0: acid has been demonstrated to be helpful.
1: Benfotiamine.
0: Benfotiamine. There's also some interesting stuff on uh, uh, GLA as well, borage oil. Mm. Uh, higher doses of B12 are sometimes helpful, and as well as another B vitamin, B1. Uh, B6 sometimes can play a role in this too. Thyme mm-hmm. but you said benfotiamine, which yes. is a form of vitamin B1. Um, made for this, yeah, diabetic neuropathy. Uh, can we think of any others? Uh, I think those are the uh, main uh, ones, you know. Also, just topically for uh, painful feet, you can try capsaicin topical oh, yeah. capsaicin that mm-hmm. sometimes. Helps with that nerve pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also possible that something like CBD might be helpful for that pain yeah. and discomfort. And applying it topically and taking it orally might be helpful. There we go. Yeah. You know, so that that I mean, if we can chunk this into different components, yeah. Um, that those might be specific things that could be helpful.
1: Yeah. And to keep the neuropathy from progressing. Kathy's brother needs to be on the proper diet. Yeah,
0: blood sugar oh, control. Sugar control yeah,
1: anti-inflammatory as well. Mm-hmm. Not these grain seed oils and things.
0: Right, and omega of that. three. Exactly. You know, more of that. what's the likely omega six three ratio in a person like that? You know, too much in the way of vegetable seed oils. Yeah. Uh, and not enough omega three from uh, nuts and uh, certainly fish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, thank you for that question. Best of best of luck to your brother. This comes from John. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, my good friend is suffering badly from ankylosing spondylitis.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she... just for, for listening on you, ankylosing yeah. spondylitis is a type of uh, arthritis that is male-predominant hmm. and uh, particularly affects the spine so that it can cause uh, low back pain and uh, eventually uh, it creates... Uh, the x-ray appearance of what's called bamboo spine, which means that it's almost like the spinal discs are all compressed and fused in the lower, in the lumbar spine, in the yeah. lower back. Is um, there
1: an autoimmune component?
0: To there's this? Very definitely an autoimmune. It's, okay. it is associated with a, uh, a, an immune subtype called HLA B27. It's also, seems to be associated with, uh, a, uh, organism, uh, in the gastrointestinal tract. Uh, a you know like a, a dysbiosis, a type of microbiome imbalance, mm-hmm. so that uh, by working on the microbiome, there may be a chance to slow it. Uh, generally, those patients get powerful immunosuppressive drugs. Uh, it'd be useful for them to take a lot of anti-inflammatories. You know, yeah. uh, vitamin D acts as an anti-inflammatory in many of these conditions, but also uh, a autoimmune paleo diet and. I think the most important thing for those patients is to avoid uh, gluten.
1: Yeah. Well, let me go on here. John says, yep. she cannot sit for more than 10 minutes at a time. She's been prescribed Voltaren. The,
0: that's the spinal compression. Yeah. It's a she. It's a she. That's a, a little bit of an outlier there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: However, if she takes it regularly, it spikes her liver enzymes, the Volta- mm. Vol- yeah. Voltaren. Yeah. So a she only takes it occasionally. Prescription
0: non anti-inflammatory drug. Yeah. Really powerful. Really can cause a lot of gastrointestinal yeah. bleeding. Yeah.
1: She's on a dairy-free, nightshade-free, wheat-free, yeah. sugar-free diet and does mild exercise okay. on the elliptical for 40 well, minutes, three to four God times bless. a week. That's pretty good. God bless. What other approaches do you suggest? Well, so that would be
0: already
1: yeah. When you say wheat-free, John, make sure that's gluten-free for her, not just wheat so
0: Only Voltaren and not an uh, immunosuppressive drug? Hmm. I'm a little surprised because if she's getting more than usual care, that would be... Umira umira might be something that be prescribed
1: i have a case study and this is oh this has to be 10 years ago i had a female patient a young woman with ankylosing spondylitis and the only time she had absolute relief was on a very strict paleolithic diet bingo and nothing but yeah nothing but a paleolithic diet she said if i stray Mm -hmm. a week or so it's all starting to come back she needs to go back to you know, to sitting in the middle of the bed, so to speak, mm-hmm. and stay right there mm-hmm. with the paleo diet. If she starts mm-hmm. to go toward the edge and try to get away from it, wow. her symptoms start to return. I remember this specifically mm-hmm. because of her description of her symptoms. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, uh, your friend may have to go completely paleo. Yeah. Or that that would be the way to go. And, of course, nightshade free with the paleo. Right. Because it's losing spondylitis.
0: So Worth trying. try. And again, sometimes we can get amelioration and not complete relief.
1: Yeah. What about things, you mentioned vitamin D. What about things like SPM?
0: Yes. Right? Specific pro-resolving mediators. Yeah. SPM, SPM. is, is kind of like a, um, it's like a, um, you know, super activated version of fish oil.
1: Yeah. Uh, anti-inflammatories like curcumin. Lots. Muskolin. Yes.
0: Please uh, bring it on.
1: Yeah. All of those, all of those. So that could be part of a supplement protocol for your friend, John. Thank you very much.
0: It'd be interesting to see if in future if something like fecal transfer can be helpful in patients like that. Um, You know, it's Mm -hmm. not to be taken, not to be done casually, but Mm -hmm. you know, to alter the microbiome seems to be such an important underlying trigger for these conditions.
1: I've heard it suggested. I was watching a webinar recently. A doctor said that maybe we're not actually digesting and absorbing the food we eat because the food we eat is being digested and absorbed by the microbiome. Maybe we're digesting and absorbing the microbiome's poop.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice thought. <laughs> well, isn't that interesting? Something to be said for that, yeah. yeah. not that
1: interesting? <laughs> yeah. Okay, going on. We have a. Uh, from Ann. Ann is asking, is stevia a plant or an artificial sweetener?
0: Well, it's both. Yes. I mean, it's a plant that is used as an artificial sweetener. Yeah,
1: or a sugar substitute.
0: It's a it, it is a non-caloric. Yeah. I mean, is it it's natural? It's
1: natural cuz it's an herb,
0: but in a sense it's artificial because I mean, you can you can grow stevia plants and yeah. chew on the leaf. I mean, you can put it in your in your iced tea yeah. and you'll get a sweetening. But then they they process the stevia in a way that extracts the sweetness. So you know there's some controversy over whether stevia is uh, is certainly not as harmful as some of the chemical yeah. uh, sweeteners, mm-hmm. but it may have microbiome effects. Sure. Uh, yeah. So you know sometimes uh, what we tell people to avoid sweets. Uh, we tell them to use a lot of stevia. I mean, I personally use a fair amount of stevia. The way I use stevia is uh, I use a product called... Um, um, trivia? No, no. It, not Trivia. I, uh, it's the magnesium. What's it called, the magnesium powder?
1: Oh, magnesi- uh, reacted magnesium. Reacted,
0: reacted magnesium yeah. by Ortho Molecular. That's a nice and one. It's really delicious. I, I use it... Um, I, I, I put a little, like a quarter of a scoop into some water. And I add uh, tart cherry juice because yeah. tart cherry juice is really good for muscle recovery. So you know, I I, uh, I suffer from that because you know, when I work out, you know, the, sure. I get my muscles get sore. But I want the little it's a little too tart, so I use that the uh, raced magnesium.
1: Put some D ribose in there.
0: I could do that too. Yeah, yeah for energy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point. For muscle recovery, point. right? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, magnesium generally helpful when you're yeah. sweating, you know, and you're losing electrolytes. Yeah.
1: So stevia can still, just so I want to go a little further in, is it a plant or it's, a, it's an herb and it's a sugar substitute. Uh, but the thing is, it's a sugar substitute, but it can still cause blood sugar imbalances for people who are prone. People think that just because you're taking mm-hmm. a low calorie or no calorie or no carbohydrate mm-hmm. sweetener, oftentimes it's the taste yes. sweet it is called, on your tongue
0: it's called the cerebral component of insulin release yes and it, you, you just put something sweet on your tongue you don't have to swallow it no nope. something starts in your body already yes yeah.
1: yes it starts and your pancreas will secrete insulin and yes. so forth and so on and all the other which
0: which is yeah. relatively less than if you you know than drank you a cake right exactly yeah but it it is not without some Initiating effect, right? And it may also be counterproductive for some people because it's better for them to go cold turkey and not to substitute uh, a sure. sweet-tasting thing because sure. it perpetuates their craving for sweets.
1: Yes, this is, this um, is. And
0: that's you, a big—you know—I big I have to admit I haven't extinguished my craving for sweets because I'm I'm using that and it is yeah. a little sweet. Yeah, um, but you know, I get away Nature, with it.
1: Mother Nature set us up this way. Yeah. So our yeah. Stone Age ancestors would eat all the fruit possible to fatten up for the upcoming famine this is simply something we all have to deal with
0: we're lean mean sugar craving craving machines yeah (laughs) right
1: i didn't mean to interrupt
0: no but you complete my my sentence (laughs) you know it's uh it's yeah no we're not so lean mean (laughs) you know but uh we're designed to seek it out because it is a potent energy source so
1: survival mechanism too To have that sweet craving. And, so when you reframe it for yourself that way, it may be easier to deal with.
0: Well, yeah. it, it it's not a moral, Non-judgmentally. It's
1: not a moral uh, Yeah, I mean, because like, It's not.
0: This is the way
1: we're, we're made. Because a
0: million years ago, that proto-human who was like dying of starvation on the savannah. And, you know, some guy came running up to him and said, I found a beehive. But it's, we gotta, you gotta climb that cliff over there to get to the beehive and you gotta uh-huh. get stung by like a hundred bees. And you say, I don't care, I'd rather just die of starvation. Mm-hmm. No. no. So, so the, 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 the eager beaver, uh-huh. Stone Age man survived to uh-huh. pass his genes along to us. And the other guy just like, he expired. His genes did not get, you know, he, he right. did not have that avidity for the sweets that would have him go you know high and low and through thick and thin to so. acquire that little bit of caloric sustenance that you got from mm-hmm. raiding a beehive yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. i mean that in those days, you couldn't go to the 7-Eleven. The very few sources of pure sugar. There was some fruit, but the fruit was very bitter. Yes. You know, it wasn't really, you know. I mean,
1: our, our fruits today have been cultivated. To be
0: sweet tasting. To be yes.
1: sweet tasting. It's not yeah. nearly what it was yeah.
0: in, in so like w- that So That's like those era. wild apples, like little gnarly crab apples. Yeah. like yeah. They're, they're, they're sour bitter. Yeah, sour. Yeah. yeah, But to a Stone Age palate, they were... Mm -hmm. You know ambrosia. All right, let's pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. What's coming up? Give us a preview.
1: Oh I've been told by some medical personnel that That say that strontium citrate does not improve bone It simply raises the DEXA scan numbers, but that bone health is not improved.
0: Error Mm. Error, we will correct that misapprehension Mm. Uh, When we return I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in resonance. And it's our weekly QA with Layla, radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. Many of you obviously taking advantage of that because our mailbag is filling up. We'll be right back.